Welcome to Reclaiming Leadership with the Good Business Witch. I'm your host, Megan Winkler, MBA and MA. There's lots of degrees in there. And I'm so thrilled you're here. Each week, we'll be discussing current events, challenges to women in leadership, and how we can shift away from burnout to create better lives for ourselves and those who come after us. Stick around. I think you're really going to love this show. Welcome back. Happy New Year. I am finally feeling well enough and not coughing at every sentence to be able to sit down and record and, you know, pipe my voice into your ears. I hope that the first week or so of the new year, I guess two weeks looking at the calendar, oh my gosh, I hope the first two weeks of the new year have been fabulous for you. Um, couple things. If you are not feeling the vibe yet, if you're not um, really in that New Year's energy yet, that's totally cool and it's totally normal. In fact, if you head over to MeganWinkler.com and check out the blog section, um, I've got a fantastic forecast for the month of January from Tanae Stewart, The Witch of Lupin Hollow. And uh, let me pull this up real quick because she actually says, um, because Mars retrograde has just ended, actually, uh, just ended yesterday, and the Mercury retrograde is ending very soon, uh, it feels like the year is starting off in slow motion. And I, for one, am kind of loving it, quite honestly. Um, And she says, this isn't meant to hold you back from our goals, um, but rather the two retrogrades ask us to start the year with intention, awareness, and reflection. I just love that. Um, And as Mars kind of wound down its transit and as Mercury goes direct, the first three years, or the first three years, oh my God, the first three weeks of the year are just kind of, I don't know, there's this coziness to it. And I don't know if you felt it or not. I hope you have. Um, It feels like just kind of like a slow waking up to the year. And actually in this forecast, Tanae says that it may not feel like the new year really gets started until our new moon. Now our new moon is in Aquarius and it is on January 21st. So it's coming up. And, uh, you know, if, if you're just, if you're not there yet, it's totally cool. I, for one, have had a slow entry into the year. I um, spent a day down in San Antonio between Christmas and New Year's, and I have, um, you know, been recovering from this lovely little crud um, that I got. No COVID, no flu, thank goodness. Uh, But, you know, it's just, it's been one of those things. And so, you know, I've been enjoying the warm weather when it comes through because this is Texas and today it's cozy and beautiful outside and chilly. And I've got my, my candle going here on my desk. And I was just like, yeah, I need to connect with my people. Today I'm talking about a form of burnout that I think we've all experienced. It's mental or informational burnout. So for the next few weeks, I'm actually going to be talking a lot about burnout because I am wrapping up the first draft of my manuscript 
of Breakup with Burnout. Um, that's our tentative title. I don't know if we're going to stick with it or not. I love it. I love Breakup with Burnout. So, um, you know, it's just really on my mind and really at the forefront of my thoughts and all that. And I want to turn your attention to a couple of methods that I think will help you, especially if you're a little neurospicy. Um, and if you have ADHD, uh, you might really like these, these techniques. So what the heck is mental or emotional burnout? Um, I'm sorry, mental or informational burnout. Holy moly. I've had two cups of coffee. Maybe that's the problem. I had too many. (laughs) I'm awake. I promise. So mental burnout. It is, like I said, also uh, informational. It could be, you know, you could call it academic burnout as well. Uh, For the purposes of today's discussion, I'm just talking about mental. And I call it academic as well, because um, if you have ever tried to study a new language before we had like Babel and Duolingo and all that, you're literally just like a textbook and a spiral notebook and your, your professor and all that you know what mental burnout is. In college, I studied Latin and I did that for a couple of reasons. I took Latin in high school because it was the one language where we would never have to stand up and give like an oral exam. So uh, my little social anxiety parts were very happy with that. Yes, let's go read, you know, learn a, a written language, not a spoken language. And so when I went into college, I'm like, well, I'm already familiar with it. Let me just do this. And it is so much fun. And I would never learn Latin again. I would never go back to that, uh, even though I've got kind of a leg up on it. I'd probably do sign language, quite honestly. But at any rate, Latin is super complex and I experienced a lot of mental burnout when I was learning it. In a lot of the same ways, I believe Spanish, you can also conjugate verbs. I mean, literally, (laughs) there are 12 different ways a word can be written in Latin, a verb can be written in Latin. And some of them are like repetitive as well. Like the word agricola in Latin means farmer. And it can literally, like if you just see the word agricola, you have to look at the rest of the sentence to figure out if that's like the subject of the sentence or if it's the, you know, the action in the sentence or like whatever. It's just, I can't even wrap my head around it. And then... Because it is a romance language, it is the romance language, right? It is the Roman language. You have to figure out like what the gender is because then anything that modifies it has to align with the gender and blah. I don't have them anymore. However, it would just be so much fun to see one of my old spiral notebooks from this period of my life because I bet it's just all of these like verb conjugated charts and just noun conjugation charts and oh my gosh it's just like anyway so uh (laughs) yeah so if you've been there you know exactly what i mean and 
you know, anytime you're trying to learn something new, something difficult, uh, it can get really challenging. Maybe you learn something from watching a YouTube channel and it failed the first time and uh, you had to start over. You can feel really, really burnt out. You can also feel mentally burnt out just at work. Like maybe you're in a big phase of data entry and you're just spending so much time looking at an Excel spreadsheet and typing things in and working with formulas and all that. And really, like we get to the point in mental burnout where we just, we can't do it anymore. I always have this vision of like a glass full of water and it is full to the top and it has kind of that uh, surface tension bubble at the top. And if you were to pour anything else into that cup, it's going to overflow, right? That's how mental burnout is. It's like you are tapped off. Like you cannot take anything else in. And if you try to learn something else, if you're trying to process more information, it's just not going to work. The good thing is, is with mental burnout, if you catch it early enough, you can actually kind of step away from it and you recover pretty quickly, which is so nice. Now, if you're putting yourself into mental burnout every single day, because, you know, we've talked about the difference between acute burnout versus chronic burnout. Acute is kind of like having a little cold where, you know, chronic burnout is like having a chronic condition that like never really goes away. So if you, if you have this acute burnout every single day, then you will be in chronic burnout. So what you need to reduce mental burnout or mitigate it entirely is some organization. And I'm not saying that you have to get a brand new planner and all the pins and things. I love that. That's my thing. But you don't have to, right? The thing is, is when we try to eat the elephant at once, right? Eat the whole thing. We are going to burn out. And in this case, it's going to be a mental burnout. So get organized. Make deadlines for yourself. I know there's a lot of folks who tend to get burned out mentally, tend to also be those who need a deadline of some sort. And I totally get that. I mean, we're really trained from, you know, grade school on up to look for deadlines. Oh, our homework is due at this point. Our test is coming up at this point. You know, it's like you turn 15 and that's like the starting gun for, okay, I'm going to go and get, um, you know, my driver's ed done and 16 or 17, depending on what state you're in, get your license. Like we're, we're used to these deadlines, right? And that's great in one instance because it gives us something to go for it really sucks in another one because then we have all these ideas about, you know, by this age, I should be this far in my career or by this age, I should be married or this age, I should have kids or this age, I should have this kind of car or whatever. Like those are just all deadlines are made up. So make up your own deadlines. So if, for example, you've got, I don't know, a book 
it's due to your publisher soon and not mentioning any names, <laughs> me, um, and you're having a hard time kind of getting some stuff done and getting things on paper, setting deadlines for yourself to hit along the way makes that so much easier. So if you've got like a deadline that you know, it's like six months from now, this thing is going to happen. Like six months is a long time. That's hard for our brains to conceptualize. But what is not hard for us to conceptualize is a week or a day or two weeks, like wherever we're at, right? And then the key here is to set some sort of reward or consequence for meeting the deadline or not meeting the deadline, right? So we get the dopamine hit of turning in an assignment in school by the deadline. Cool. That's awesome. However, if we don't give ourselves our own little dopamine hit, it's hard to reinforce that pattern. So maybe it's you get a certain amount of work done, then you get to go sit down and read a chapter in the book that you've been enjoying. If you don't get a certain amount of work done, maybe that means you have to stay home on a Friday night, not go to the movies with a friend, and instead work on your stuff. I'm not saying to punish yourself, but I am saying to give yourself some consequences so that you understand, like if you don't hit this deadline, there are things that are going to happen. Or if you do hit the deadline, there are other things that are going to happen. So be nice to yourself, love yourself, give yourself compassion and grace, and also understand that if you don't meet the deadline for studying for an exam or, um, I don't know, applying for a new job, whatever, the deadline that you have set, that there's going to be something, you're going to have to work on it in a different way, or you're going to have to go about it um, from another perspective, or you're just going to have to prioritize work or whatever it is, studying over social time. And I'm not saying do it all the time because that's not healthy either. Again, everything in moderation. Recently in the co-working coven, a member turned me onto a phrase or yeah, I guess it's a phrase uh, that I hadn't heard before. And I love it's called body doubling. And so this is one of the ways that we can be productive. You know, now we've, we've talked about deadlines, that sort of thing. We can also be productive this way. And so literally it's just, it's co-working. And so you're working alongside someone else. They're doing their own thing and you're doing yours. And the mere presence of that other person helps you focus. Now, I'm not saying that this works for long stretches of time. The co-working sessions that I host are an hour long. And they usually start with some chit chat at the beginning and a little bit at the end. So it's probably like 40 to 45 minutes worth of work. But in that 40 minutes worth of work, we get so much done in the coven. It is amazing. And there's something about the shared energy of being in the same space, even in a virtual space, like we do it via Zoom, that is motivating and it helps you focus. And for me, it's like, I know I'm not going to get up from my desk in that 40 minutes because my coven members, like we're going to see each other. Right. And I mean, you know, sometimes it's like, you got to refill the coffee cup. Right. But like, you know, it's like, oh, I got to get back. And so when you have a body double, 
or a group of body doubles and they're doing their own thing and you're doing your own thing, it can be so soothing and so supportive. And I just absolutely love it. And I think these days, like you don't have to be neurospicy at all to struggle with concentrated work or concentrated focus. The world we live in right now is built so that we get distracted. It is built to tear our attention away from something to something else because that something else is probably something that someone wants us to buy, right? Another method that I have used in the past that I really love is the Pomodoro method. And so that is a structured process to get things done. And essentially what it is, is you sit down for a 25 minute work session and you work on one thing. And then you follow that up with a break that lasts like two to five minutes. And so the thought is then is that you do uh, three or four Pomodoros, these 25 minute blocks with a little bit of break between. And then after four, you have a much larger break, like a 30 minute or 60 minute break. Like maybe it's lunch, maybe you go work out, that sort of thing, and then come back to it. This is really helpful for a lot of folks as well. Um, if you have a hard time focusing and you can hear Pluto, the magic dog in the background, (laughs) I'm sure. So developing these structures for your focus and for your attention will help so, so much. And I apologize if your attention is dragged away by the doggo that is barking. All right. Sorry about that. Sometimes real life, uh, it just happens. (laughs) And in this case, I got a shipment of wine in from Naked Wines and Pluto was beside himself and is now squeaking a toy in the background. (laughs) You know, we are perfectly imperfect here at the Good Business Witch headquarters, and I'm so glad that you're here if you'd like more information about uh, being in the co-working coven or about my new programs coming up, be sure to head over to meganwinkler.com or shoot me an email at hello at meganwinkler.com and I would love to chat with you. Hope you're having a fabulous, fabulous new year and I will chat with you soon. Until next time, stay magical.